What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Conjuring Universe, Cinematic Universe, in review. Here we are at the finale for now. Of course, one day we will return when The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, finally comes the out. The Devil Made Me able, Do It. <laughs> able to watch that. Uh, but until then, I, of course, am Tim Geddes, joined by big old Bathsheba himself, Greg Miller. <laughs> <laughs> the Nun, Elise Willems. Why isn't it called The Nun Made Me Do It? The Don't I get one? <laughs> you had a whole movie Willis. yourself. <laughs> my spine hurts when I sleep. My spine hurts when I wake. And the old man from The Conjuring 2, Nick Scarpino. <laughs> it's cold in here. I got to put more furniture in this room. <laughs> I should light a small fire. Oh, God, it's cold. <laughs> it is what really did we, cold, What did we decide Tim was? Uh, Bane from uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh. <laughs> yes, the fire, brother. The fire rises. It does. <laughs> Why is uh, it blue? That's what I want to know. His costume wasn't blue. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's such a I knockoff know. Bane mask. When, yeah. when you bought it, was Wait it like half acid, man? It was Wait half acid. <laughs> All right, guys. You can watch the show <laughs> usually live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can watch it later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. <laughs> if you want to get the show ad-free, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, just like our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis makes Andrew Feisner, Jeremy the Zook, Zuccarello, and the Simply Sassy crew did thank all of you for what you're doing to help keep all of this going. Uh, I almost don't even want to start this off. This is such a, a, a bummer that that it, this is the last time we're all going to be together. Dude. It's so hard to say goodbye to Conjuring. You know, if I could bring to your attention the song Together Again from the Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, you yeah. haven't seen it? That's interesting. No, I, 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 it's hard to say because all the Muppets movies just run together. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, hey, Kirby wow. Frog think, here. I, I'm saying so I'm going to get on a bus. You <laughs> know, I think if you did, if, if you did it in, If we ever did a Muppets in review, Elise would be on it and Greg Miller. Would not be on it. <laughs> I'd send in my 30-second Andy reviews. That's what I would do. Yeah, I want to I wanna know the biggest baddie from the... <laughs> Charles Grodin. The oil baron. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I will say, going into this, like it's it's been a good ride here. The Conjuring Review, our first ever horror movie. If you guys liked this, uh, let us know in the comments what other horror franchise you guys would want. There's a whole bunch that I'd be potentially interested in because this was a lot of fun. Oh, <sighs> I was gonna say Friday the th- or not Friday Thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, man. Ooh, I would, I'd love to go back Dream and watch Warriors. those bad boys. Just love Dream Warriors, but Nightmare on Elm Street Two is terrible. So mm-hmm. the third one, <laughs> yeah, the third one was good, and second one not very good. I mean, Freddy and Jason fight eventually, so we could just do them all together. Dude, That's Freddy vs. Jason is one of those ones that I saw in theaters, and I loved it because I was like, whatever, twelve. At you couldn't believe what you're seeing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but I, I to this day, <laughs> I question like, did a slug get giant and then yeah. smoke yes. marijuana? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that, think, that did happen. I think it was a reference to the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> uh, but as far as I can tell, there's no explanation for why Jay from Jay and Silent Bob is in it. Like, it's knockoff Jay. It's like Jor. Jor. Today, cousin. everyone, we are talking about Annabelle Comes Home, released on June 26th. 2019 this movie is dedicated to lorraine warren portrayed in the movie by vera farmiga who passed away two months before the film's release on april 18th 2019 at age 92 damn yeah wow. ghost hunting keeps you vital man like a vital spoiler vital. 
It keeps you vital. Vital to the earth. (laughs) Not what I meant. Not what I meant. She saw herself become the villain. You know? (laughs) Did she? That's that's some gallows humor. (laughs) Kind of funny audience. Oh, I gotcha. gotcha. (laughs) Directed by Gary Doberman. Known for writing the Conjuring Universe, Cinematic Universe, horror films, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, and Annabelle Comes Home. Which I find very little kind of like through way with all of those, but some are good, some are terrible. There you go. Uh, He made his directorial debut with this movie, Annabelle Comes Home. Doberman also co-wrote the supernatural horror film It in 2017 and was the sole writer of the follow-up It Chapter 2. I was going to say, like, um, I'm sorry, keep going with the facts. Are you good with the facts? Last uh, time I got, I cut you off the facts. He's learning. And, and he's learning. gave me shit for it. Mm-hmm. So I continue. Budget of $27 million, Box office of $231.3 million, A runtime of an hour and 46 minutes. A fun fact I want to get to early on, because it's pretty interesting, is the film was always intended to be R-rated because people kind of want that from these horror movies. And like the, okay. the Conjuring Universe, Cinematic Universe goers were expecting something like like real spooky, right? Mm-hmm. And the movie did not get a PG, it did not get an R rating. It was getting PG-13 ratings. And they were, they were like, like, ah, what are we going to do? That's they put in the giant breast in that one scene. Yeah. Where they were just <laughs> going, ah. That's, <laughs> I didn't see that cut. Oh, uh, I'm thinking it, of Airplane. I'm thinking it, of Airplane. It, <laughs> it's why they added a added some fucks in it, and they added the illusion of Daniela getting stabbed. Mm, All of oh, that really? was just to push yeah. it over the R rating, I which is That was enough? It's mm. weird, right? Like, it's, I've it's, never heard that before. Spooky is the right word for this because I think that was the vibe they were going for. Because this movie felt a lot more like a, a young adult. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to what are those books that Cool Greg likes? Goosebumps. Uh, Goosebumps. Goosebumps. It, it felt like a goosebump. When we got to the, the ghost werewolf that looked straight out of a Goosebumps movie, yeah. I was like, this. They're going for a different vibe on this, oh. similar to how the other Annabelle was supposed to be like more action, like feel more actiony. Mm-hmm. This felt more like a kid's movie. Absolutely. And at a certain point, they were just throwing baddie after baddie at us. And it felt like a house of mirrors, mm-hmm. a house of horrors. It felt like more of a fever dream. Yeah, it felt point. like a haunted yeah. house. Because yeah. I think when they, when they start the movie off and we start getting like the hints of, oh, the fairy man. Oh, this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, oh, man, they're setting up the next wave of the cuckoo. The, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the new nun, where we're going to go. And it's like, oh, no, they're all in this movie. Okay. See, that's yeah, a, I was going to say, it, it felt like a greatest hits album, but if they if that band only had two really good songs, but there's sure. like 20 tracks on the album. Like I'm like, where are all the rest of these ghosts hits. coming from? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, it horrible. felt like a greatest hits album, but you had never heard any of the songs before. Songs. Yeah. <laughs> like they went straight from like having no albums to a greatest hits. Yeah. That's so a that's great a, idea, though. If, you, if you're a band right now and you're going to start off with a band, just do it. Whatever your name is, Greatest Hits. Greatest start yeah. Crazy Town, if you're out there, you can try again. You should do no, it that way. No, it would be Butterfly over and over again. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, I feel like just based on the tone of this conversation so far, I'm probably on a, a very different side than most of you. But like, I think this is my favorite one. And I don't think Whoa. that it's perfect. Whoa. I say it because it, it feels like a Greatest Hits in a lot of ways. And it, it gives me a lot of the, the hits that I expect. I do think that we have a, a worse group of the enemies than we've seen before. But that's because they've already used all the other ones and had too many spinoffs. But I like the idea of this being like a lot of the things that we've talked about these last seven episodes or whatever it was are like talking about the location and getting used to the space and oh there's too many characters this movie kind of solves a lot of those those factors and i think that the the scares are there throughout it's a little slow in the beginning but the movie's Mm -hmm. not long enough to like drag and i just kind of feel like this one delivers the most things i like about the cuckoo in one movie 
even though it makes me sad that I would have much rathered for these movies total and Mm -hmm. had them kind of build in a much better way Mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling as thrown together. This very much does feel like the Avengers style thing, but it's with the, it's with the guardians of the galaxy instead of the Avengers that we've been building up and that's giving it too much credit there. But uh, I, I just think that it, it's cool kind of finally getting the Warrens in a movie that's not The Conjuring, but we don't get enough of them. And it's just like, but we get some, which is which makes it a, a, we get, a we tad get a enhanced. Warren. And we get a lot of these like moments that we've loved from The Conjuring where it's like there's the, the build up and payoff of a scare. And I think this one has like probably five or six of them that I was like, oh, hats off to you. I like that. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Tim Gettys, it's rare on an interview, but if we were at the table, I would have gotten up and come over and hugged you because I like this movie a lot. I don't know if it's we'll get to ranking at the end and have that whole thing, but this is a fun movie. It's what we talked about before of like, oh, does it feel like it's in the Conjuring universe? Bookending it with Ed and Lorraine, having them in there, and granted, having them be the, in the entire opening with uh, you know Annabelle in the car and him almost getting run over and the ghosts and it's all very much like, man. This is a side story to The Conjuring. It is not Conjuring 3. This is like when, you know, mm-hmm. it's like Metal Gear Revengeance or whatever. Where it's like, all right, cool. We're taking a different interpretation of it. Yeah. But I have a great time with this one. See, I, I, I think a movie was, is at odds with itself. And I think that I, I the thing that I liked about it, I wish they'd have just said, they'd have just leaned into it and said, you know what? This is just going to be a PG-13 movie and it's going to be a little bit more about the story. I mean, the setup for me is fun. I like that it's this the slumber party, sleepover, babysitter. I think the the three leads had great chemistry together. I think they all sold it. I even like the dorky Bob has balls kid, which they kept saying. And at a certain point, <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, stop fucking calling me Bob has balls. He's like, that's just my name. You like Monster like, Squad where he shocks the shotgun and what yeah, yeah, yeah. he really is instead of the fatso. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I feel, like the, I feel like they wanted to make that, that a story. And then they just like, yeah, you, you can just tell that the producers came in and said, no, no, this has to feel like it's more like La Llorena, which is like a serious, more darker, like way more horror driven movie. But this movie is not really that much of a horror movie aside from one of those, those two visual shots that you were talking about earlier, Tim. And I wish they had just embraced that because I actually started this. I was like, oh, this feels totally different. I'm in. I like this town. I like this world they're building. I love that it's like mom and dad are going away for the night and then spooky stuff happens and we have to like feel, figure out how to deal with that. And I thought the – I forget the actress's name, but the one that played the, the, the Warren's daughter, I thought she knocked it out of the park. McKenna Grace. Yeah, she was great. Um, I would have, I mean, I, to me, I, I, I'm a sucker for those types of stories, obviously like Harry Potter, things like that, where there is supernatural things happening to kids is always a favorite of mine. Um, but I just wish they had leaned into that a little bit more. James raised a really good point about the way the daughter was written, which is that they seem to flip flop between wanting her to be afraid and then also being sort of this, this confident, yeah, I live in this spooky world. Yeah. We, but I, I mean, we talk a lot about like theorizing on what went in, how this movie was made with someone locked in a hotel room for two weeks or what it was basically all the movies <laughs> we've reviewed thus far. And this one, this one felt to me, I, and I, again, I actually kind of liked it too. Um, I think that maybe there's a world where it wasn't so backloaded with stuff. Because I really don't, th- it really doesn't feel like anything truly happens in the beginning of the movie. Or it drags, I think, a little bit. It, yeah. it definitely drags. Yeah. Tim, I think you said it feels like it feels like a teen spooky novel. That's exactly. I don't know how many of those you guys read, but it always starts with fun-loving, like young adult stuff in the beginning. But then things actually get pretty serious, and it's like, oh no, so and so's mom is actually might die yeah. in the end. Like. It kind of the last several chapters are actually like the culmination and the climax of that. But it did feel like someone turned in a first draft of this and it was like 38 pages. And they went, we're going to need to 
flesh this one out. Let's add the Warrens at the beginning and the end. And um, let's put in Bob. Sure. Let's throw sure. Bob in there. We, we need a scene. Bob we need who to do never goes sort of, in the house. Yeah. We <laughs> realize actually gets in the house. We realize that there aren't any scares in the first 55 minutes. So let's do some sort of thing where like this scary bride runs into the room. Because like there is a lot of weird stuff in this movie where something terrifying will happen to the little girl and she'll be in tears. And then the babysitter will come in and be like, what happened? It's okay. Like, it's okay. We'll get back to it. And then the very next scene, she's like, she's like, Hey, let's look at pictures of these monsters. Like, it's, and it is so kind of this weird. weird tonal jump stuff. Like it just feels like maybe these yeah. are things that came in. in I a mean, second her or performance third is great. She's great. That, the but, way that was, that was written. It's like weird. I think they could have done a better editing. job of clearing it. Right. Cause I do think that I, I buy it. I agree that they're like these are big gear shifts where you're getting a little bit mm -hmm. of that. But I get the whole thing of like she's coming to terms with she has powers and she hasn't told her parents. So like the priest being over there is creepy and she keeps the cross with her. But why wouldn't mm -hmm. she have told her parents? And then to get home and be like, oh, yeah, here's all the paperwork. I snoop too. That's one thing of, okay, reading it's one thing, actually seeing it happen, having the thing run at you and like, you know, do this thing and say they are father or whatever. Like, I get that mm -hmm. still being scared. I get like, because even we see it with uh, mainly uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren or Lorraine Warren, right? Where she's still scared by this stuff, right? She still has those moments, even in the car, where like, I like your doll. She clenches up for a second, right? And it is this mm -hmm. thing. Nick. Yeah. Oh, saying so I, so I read that as she, you know, she said she sees things all the time. And so seeing the priest wasn't necessarily something that was out of the ordinary for her. But what I liked about the movie and I wish they had pushed more into was that it's kind of a coming of age where she's trying to figure out where she fits in this world. And she's just trying to get accepted specifically by these older teens who are, you know, when you're a freshman in high school or like in junior high, like people that are juniors and seniors are just fucking like gods and adults sure. to you. And that to me was was kind of where I thought that the movie started to excel was that she gets picked on. Nobody wants to come to her birthday party. She's got this Fucking one Johnny Rios over who's here. like who's helping her out. And then this other character who's there, who's the, the brunette friend comes in and you think she's mean, but she's not. She's actually just suffering because of the loss of her dad. And she's actually going in there to try and figure out how to reconnect with him and like apologize. So you've got a lot of deep things here. What I what I what I wish they'd have done was just embrace that and had instead of the Bob character, I wish that had been the little boy that was picking on her who then was mm. caught up with them and then they could have talked like they could have had a couple scenes where she's like why are you picking on me like well he's like well because your house is full of horrors you know yeah. and she's like yeah but this is where i grew up in. and like this is and then he, he maybe he could have seen some of the cool part of that i don't know and then got to know her and then come to a birthday party because at the very end everyone just showing up to a birthday party feels like the teens paid them to do it with like marijuana at least from the uh, funhouse you touched on two things that I, I want to address. One is the priest, which I actually really, really liked those moments of her mm, mm. leaving school and the priest being in the background and establishing she's got these powers, she sees these spirits. I wish there had been sort of more of that subtlety with seeing this little girl who has this connection and is haunted by these uh, like four inspectors. I thought that was really, really cool. Also, to what you're saying about the that maybe they should have pivoted and had the bully been there, I agree 100%. I think what we're kind of touching on with Bob and, and with that is that I think there were story beats that they wanted to happen, but they weren't really sure which characters they wanted to have them. Yeah. Mm. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if there was an original draft of this movie that only had one girl. There was not the babysitter and her friend mm, that, that there were, that there was just the one babysitter, mm -hmm. but then they wanted to do, they wanted to do the father's backstory 
they wanted to do that the babysitter has, you know, this girl that's the mirror image of her. That's and the, and they felt like it was too much to give mm-hmm. to one to one character. I feel like maybe they that was some a split that happened at one point. Yeah, because that's a good point. Daniela, the dark-haired babysitter, mm-hmm. right? She weirdly has more bonding moments with yeah. the little girl it's than really the baby. And like, way more character growth. They, way more, they uh-huh. have way more to talk about. They have several scenes where yeah. they're just sitting and commiserating I, with each uh-huh. other, even yeah. though the other babysitter Ex- is supposed to be the Absolutely. good babysitter. I think right? that there were just two, there were things that were, would have been too conflicting with that character or overloaded, and they said, okay, we'll make it two characters. Mm-hmm. And they'll be friends, hmm. and that's how we'll handle, handle that's it. That's a really good point, yeah. Yeah, it's it just interesting because like, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys that like this movie feels in line with so many of the other ones where the characters like act weird for based on what we just saw them do. Where it's like, why don't doesn't anyone in this universe tell people what they just saw? And it's like <laughs> it doesn't make sense, especially because like the little kid, I can kind of buy it with a stretch of well, she sees it all the time, so whatever. But Daniela straight up saw her dad. In yeah. the house. Yeah, and doesn't like, yeah. say anything about why it. Why wouldn't yeah. you say something? And it's like, I know that you feel responsible because you kind of let all this crazy well, shit out. Well, because she was, but because she she was acts, lying to them as to why she was there. That's why. I get it. But, like, at that point, it's like things get freaky enough that it's just like, shit, I fucked up. Like, it, it's not like, oh, I'm going to hide. Jigs up. This thing. is what I did. I, I fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I kind of liked this, though. I liked that she was hiding it from me. At first, I was like, oh, great. This character's just going to be super one-dimensional. And she's just, she's just going to go in there for a thrill. But once you realize that she's actually snuck her way in because she's deeply hurting and needing to see her father it's sympathetic, again. sympathetic, right? But, They're very sympathetic with it. I, but I'm with you, not knowing but how the to premise is bizarre. It's like, I, you're right, where it's like, there is that twist. But, like, this woman, this girl, is mourning her dad and wants to see her dad again. Mm-hmm. So she walks up to a door with a bunch of locks on it that literally says demonology and witchcraft. <laughs> it's cool. like, there's something about that that I'm just like, it, it, it's so... No fucking way. Like, that's yeah. not how you, you talk to your dad. And it, it proves to, to be the case where it all gets messed up. But if you're up. a dumb kid and everybody's paint, like, you know, I think the, the Warrens being in the paper and the town kind of having this moment of, oh, yeah. we, find, we know what they really do kind of thing. I think at that point, you get into the idea of, oh, why didn't you ever tell like talking to the babysitter, right? Of like, why didn't you ever tell me what they did? Oh, the, you know, ball, it doesn't, they're blowing this out of proportion. They don't really, it is. And if you're a dumb kid and you're trying to, and you haven't seen all the conjuring movies like mm-hmm. we have, yeah. and you're trying to separate fact from fiction, like, does, and I don't even know, you know, I mean, you, should, you know, me and Nick went to parochial school, right? They teach us how to do an exorcism in a pinch Absolutely. if we have to. Like, <laughs> has she had, does she have that kind of background or is she just including all of the afterlife into demonology and yada yada? See, I don't know. I agree. Why like, don't they fucking talk to talking, each other? But they're talking about like the, this that the house, like even the newspaper articles. They're mm-hmm. literally talk, the one thing they're pushing is that in their house they have a room full of all of the the worst cursed things. Sure. And it's like it's so weird and convenient. And this movie, I think more than any of the other ones, follows its rules the most. It doesn't follow them the entire time, but mm-hmm. it's like at least it sets up rules of the throwing up and the the who's haunting mm-hmm. who and like all the scares and shit. Like it, it follows rules, but. There's one bracelet in this room that isn't evil. It's actually kind of good. And that's where I was gonna that's where I was gonna say I wish they had explored that more. I wish that they would have kind of opened up the world a little bit more to say that just because these these some of these items were kind of they should be conduits, right? For good and for bad. And and I think she I thought they were gonna touch on that at the end where she was gonna give her the bracelet and be like, Hey, this memory this is bracelet, clean. bracelet. Mm-hmm. we cleaned it, it's got your father's thing in there, you'll feel him when you wear it or whatever. But no, instead she's like she takes the picture out and gives it back to him and then goes, This fucking thing's horrifying. Let's put this back on the shelf. <laughs> um but I wish the daughter had been I think they they had they, it's a huge missed opportunity. I think the daughter could have been a lot more uh 
explain because we have that scene by the way at the beginning where ed and lorraine come across the car wreck and we see the the, the dead woman mm -hmm. that had just died and she's yeah. in the back seat she goes i'm cold and at mm -hmm. first i'm like oh no she's gonna attack lorraine she doesn't subsequently all the other ghouls and ghosts outside end up attacking ed yeah, but i thought dicks. i was like oh this is gonna be cool they can actually just talk to spirits now that are good and bad and kind of help mm -hmm. them go to the afterlife that's going to be no it's just going to turn into a kind of a well it, kind of horrible i mean i got that number one the purpose of that was they needed some sort of scare at the top and they wanted people to be like ed and lorraine are in this movie so they like they wanted to use them for like a good moment that yeah. was actually kind of creepy and then also to set off the whole annabelle it's weird that we have three movies at this point called annabelle because An yeah. the doll doesn't do shit like the no. doll is it's like you might as well call a movie about alien satellite or something because like it's just a beacon and, and they do a pretty good job of style. I'm not criticizing the movie for that, but like other than bang her head on the glass a couple of oh, times, I, I, like we'll talk about that. Like she, she is merely a, a radio signal for creepy shit yes. to, to yeah. come about. Which and is Lorraine fine. says that explicitly. Yeah. She says it explicitly. So we understand why at the point in the, in the movie when all these other ghosts start showing up that, Oh, why it's ha like, she says, you know, she, Annabelle's just a conduit for the yeah. other spirits, and then it like, hard cuts to the title but, card, and it's like okay. And it's so, love, it's so weird way. because, but it's so weird because this movie they always it's always so weird because these movies always feel like two movies in one. Where they said, I'm like, oh cool, this is going to be about Ed and Lorraine because I I know this from mm -hmm. all the other movies I've seen where when we spend fucking 15 yeah. minutes with someone, those are the main characters of this movie, with the exception of maybe like Psycho, and then we just segue over to the daughter. If they had a second draft of this, I would have loved to have seen it where it's just the daughter and Ed driving, right? And then Ed has to get sure. out and the daughter sees the spirits and has those sure. conversations. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. we learn early on that she actually has her mother's powers, except hers are amplified to an nth degree because she has grown up with this and understands it or something to that. Yeah, and, and then that's, so, that's so true. And I, I just feel like this movie, again, not perfect, but I think that we can critique the hell out of it and say like what we think they should have done. But for what they gave us and for it being the... I, I keep forgetting seventh or eighth movie that we've watched so far. It's like the Ed and Lorraine stuff. It scared me in the beginning. It succeeded yeah. at like the, mm -hmm. the subverting expectations of I'd like the it's cold and all that stuff was creepy enough to keep me like mm -hmm. on my toes. And the way that they had the like rise of him getting pushed, then the car almost hitting. It was like jump scare after jump scare that I feel like they earned because they got me in the end. Right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, then, then they go back to the animal stuff and I agree with you guys. Animals. It's weird. We're three movies in and Annabelle is what she is. But like, I feel like this movie does by far the best we've seen Annabelle do multiple scares in a row. Uh, even just like the blanket going up and Annabelle being yeah. next to the girl mm -hmm. and then the mm -hmm. blanket rising and then the real Annabelle mm -hmm. being there. That shit was like horrifying. I think mm -hmm. the only the scarier part that Annabelle's been a part in this whole franchise so far has been in, I think it was Conjuring 1 when the Miss Me stuff first started, the knocks on the door. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. that was yeah. truly fucking terrifying. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I think this movie got the closest to that. It never had a moment that was that scary, but it had about six or seven throughout that I'm like, those are legitimate scares. Yeah, see, to yeah. me, those, but those, those kind of stuck out where every time that happened, I was like, can we get back to the other vibe where it's like this, this kind of like more fantastic, like our fantasy movie, not necessarily the horror. Cause I just felt like the horror elements were just kind of shoehorned in there just so they could call it a conjuring movie or an Annabelle movie. But for me, it just, I was, I mean, I don't, I don't think I hated this movie. I think I, I, I enjoyed it. And I just felt like I was watching two separate movies kind of playing out at the same time. And it's kind of unfortunate. There's there's an overarching thing that I think is kind of happening with the con the cuckoo as a whole. 
the is that, that every single time you add a new part, it doesn't really add to the whole. Like, yeah. I think, and yeah. that's kind of, I think what we've seen in all of our reviews, too, is we're like, oh, this is a really great movie. Like, hey, we like The Nun. It's really weird that it's in the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Like, other than fairly related. playing an unrelated this, character. This movie, I think, is the same way. I think it's a good movie. Like, if this movie had just can't, came out, you'd be like, oh, it's pretty creepy. Like, some of it wouldn't make sense because you do need some context from those other films to really flesh out this movie. But there is some other things that, and it's this isn't the only film that does it, that, like, really screw up other aspects of the franchise. Like, they, the Warrens come off really incompetent and dangerous in this movie by nature of how easy it is to put everyone in their community at risk because they leave the keys on the desk. Like, like, because they do bring in a babysitter and because, like, if it was so easy for the... For shit to get so fucked up so quickly because they brought a babysitter into their home like mm-hmm. they probably shouldn't be living in suburbia with a bunch of neighbors like they should and with be a out child somewhere else that they and leave with a child. alone like yeah. it, it, or not it, alone it, but, but that's one of those things where well. if this is just Not any hard. other horror movie, like 90% of horror movies with child protagonists from the 80s and the parents leave and then something scary happens, you don't have a second thought. But in this movie, you've already seen what the Warrens are responsible for and capable of. It, and so in this movie, the fact that they're like, we got to go out for the night. We got a babysitter. Don't unlock the door. Otherwise, all of you might die. Like is like, and the whole neighborhood. By the way, it's gonna leak out into the front yard too. Whatever's might going eat the boy on across the street, and, yeah, yeah. The neighborhood boy might get eaten by a dog, ghost dog, or whatever. Like so, like it, there's well, I mean, so it's much like, stuff. It's a weird thing of it. No, it literally proves all the parents right who didn't yeah. want their kids going to her birthday yeah, party. Yeah, like, like, yeah don't go to time. Judy's house. They actually do have horrible, horrible fucking <laughs> things there that are poorly locked away. Yeah, yeah. it's one of it, it's. I, it, it, James, though, about the whole thing of like the every time you add, it's just taken away from the whole. While I agree with that, with where we're at with this franchise, if we had just cut everything except Conjuring One and this. I think it would have worked really well because this movie follows the rules of Conjuring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one's definitely more in line for sure. And and it's like all the things that are introduced in Conjuring 1 are then followed up here. Like Annabelle is this thing introduced in one and is now like a lot more like fleshed out is probably not the right word, but used a lot more Mm -hmm. in this. And it is in that house and it is in that room with all the things. Whereas all the other movies kind of feel like something happens and then they take the thing and add it to the room. No, yeah. Maybe if they remember to do that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will say, like you, Tim, I was really happy to see the Warrens. I, I love the Warrens, and it's it's a blessing and a curse because it was great to have them show up, but I do think that when you see them in the movie, it make, kind of makes the other actors pale in comparison mm-hmm. a little bit. It makes, you know, going mm-hmm. from them, because then you just want more Warrens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. then at the end, Ed pulls out his guitar, and you're like, "Did I want the Warrens? <laughs> yeah. Gotta pull out the guitar. Why?" I liked oh. it because I thought it gave us it. like it, it like lowered us in. Like we have missed mm-hmm. them, right? And it mm-hmm. has. A, I mean, they've appeared in the other movies, but it's always old fucking footage, right? Of yeah. them trying to shoehorn them into this world, having them be there enough to do this story that does pass it over in some regard to their mm-hmm. daughter, right? Of like yeah. her finding discovering her powers and or her abilities and then also having to deal with all this other stuff i think puts it in an interesting spot that i'm interested to see devil made me do it and what judy's role is in that and what going mm-hmm. forward her role is as well yeah i like this movie when you just look at it from daniela's point of view like earlier you were saying like at some point i think it was elise was saying that at, you think that, that they might have been the same character 
uh, in, in a draft. And like, I, I get that because she does feel like the main character in so many ways because the things happen to her and the scariest things happen to her. Her getting trapped in the room, it, yeah. it has so many yeah. moments that are like legitimately terrifying. Like mm-hmm. looking at the TV yeah. and seeing the future and That's then great. eventually they build it up, build it up, build it up and you see yourself die and then you see the monkey moon all this up and then she gets through it. Like that was great. The dad coming back and screaming at her, like it was, was we all that saw was really it coming, good. That was really but good it was a good scare. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah, the yeah. buildup of the game that we see early on in the movie that keepy feelies, feely, Keep feely, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. feely, 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 like we see it in the scary room, and then like they're like, oh, well, let's play a game, and it's that. It's like, oh god, something's gonna I... happen. That is horror movie one hundred and one <laughs> to me, where I'm like. We know that when they put their hand in, mm-hmm. something's going to happen, and it doesn't happen, doesn't happen, yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the reveal when the hands come out of it, I was like, that to me was the moment where I'm like, this movie gets it, man. See, again, to me, those are I, – I, I agree. I, I love all that stuff. I love the setup. They weren't necessarily scary to me as they were spooky. And, again, I'm okay with that. But there are very few moments in this that – that actually scared me. I think the dad, when she turns the dad and his face is, is bloody, I was like, oh, okay, that got me a little bit. But the I, I like the moment where – the, ba- the blonde babysitter goes, I'm going to, I'm going to, don't worry. I'm going to put my hand in this thing. And as she starts to go in there, Judy just goes and run and just grabs the keys. She goes, I got it. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to skip that scare for now and go and go <laughs> on the thing. I thought that was kind of oh. cool. That was kind of a fun comedic moment, but yeah. that's something more I would expect in like, you know, a PG 13 kind of spooky movie, uh, which, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I, I wish they had more of that. I wish they had more of a little bit more of growth with, with Bob and, um, hang out with these characters. Uh, Bob's got balls. Remember Bob's got ball. What, what was that? What was the blonde, uh, Babysitter's name, not Danielle. Marion. Marion. Jumanji. Was she in Jumanji? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Um, I, I just, I just cool. wish they had more of that. I wanted to see more of the characters because I actually, I think this was a, a praise that I had for the second Annabelle, where I was like, I'm interested in this story regardless of whether or not there's going to be some supernatural shit happening. Mm-hmm. Guy loses, you know, parents lose their kid and they adopt a bunch of orphans. That's kind of a cool story to me. I'm a sucker for parents go out of town. We throw a party. We all learn more about each other. That's going to happen. Kind of thing. Like young adult coming of age stories. Aaron Carter's Aaron's party, man. That's great. Video. Tip of my tongue. So I just wish they leaned more into that and gave us more. Cause at the end of the day, there's like not much that happens in this. All they do is put the thing back. They don't have to learn its name or they just put it back in the box. uh, At least from Funhouse. Uh, You touched on, you know, the, the, the false scares and, my God, they went for it with Lorraine at the beginning of the movie when she's in the car with the map. And it's so obvious she's holding up the window. Like, that that was a fun moment. It's a fun goof. That that moment was one of my favorite. And then also, um, it got mentioned earlier. I think you brought it up. But, like, when Annabelle... <laughs> I was laughing out loud when Annabelle's knocking against oh, the yeah. glass oh, and opening yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's just like, it's like team America marionettes. Oh, imagining no. Annabelle yeah, yeah. being like, okay, here we go. Like that, but, that to me was the antithesis to making that doll feel scary. Yeah. See, I don't know. Cause like, I, I feel like that's the thing about horror is it's so often funny. It's so easy to laugh at yeah. it to like make it less than it is. Like mm-hmm. this movie to me at least did a good job of like building the the fact that like this girl is in this room touching all this evil stuff that we've spent all these movies building up is fucking evil and Wait, about to what destroy did you touch them. everything everything yeah. and it's like <laughs> and i like that i like that i like that, that. that. I like and, that too. And that's what I'm saying, like this movie kind of feels like a sequel to the conjuring movies in a way where it's like this in more than any of the other ones does feel like the avengers moment of the cinematic universe where it's these things that we've known are building up and granted a lot of them are newly introduced new guys but it's the the room that we know and the mm. room is what matters and we are scared of the room yeah. so when mm-hmm. annabelle this thing that we're already aware of and scared of because she's scared of the room 
is she's the queen she really is and it's like when we see her actually moving like we don't see this doll move in these movies so when Mm -hmm. she does herself physically hit the glass it's easy to laugh at because it's silly Mm -hmm. but it's like it's also scary (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, but the thing is, there's for for that. I mean, I'm with the least where I thought it was like, okay, that's a little obvious. But I guess what the fuck else are you gonna have the doll do? Like try Jimmy, like try to take yeah, the lock from the inside. Like, oh. all to over me, the yeah. Yeah. That three movies, uh, she hasn't done shit. To me, the eloquent thing would have been if you just see the the case and then slowly a latch starts to open of its you know, its own volition. And well, I, I was, so to me, that one but, stuck out. And then any, I don't know why, but I, for some reason, anytime we have a character slowly moving in the background and we stay on that shot, it just never works for me in these movies. And there's a way to do it. I don't know how I've seen it done before. I can't think of one, but like for me, it always, every time you see the slow character, slow yeah. moving in the background, you have so much time to realize that's just an actor and makeup that you're like, mm-hmm. ah, this kind of takes me out of it a little it, bit. Compared to yeah. the priest standing static in the background, a little bit out of focus and just yeah, dead eye and nice. stare. Like that, that to me Because you weren't sure if he was real or not. And then yeah. when, when she turns back around, he's not there. You're like, oh, that is a creepy priest. But priests there, are just creepy to begin with. Yeah, redundant. Right, Greg? It's, it's, true. True. it's fair. It's fair. There is a really a really good moment that I feel like I don't, you don't see very often in scary movies. And I don't know if it, it was just me, but the bride with the knife. Yeah. When she goes after Judy the first time, like, and she comes after the little girl, it shows her moving and it has really loud sounding footsteps. And then it cuts to Judy and then it keeps the sound of the footsteps. But then the scene cuts away. Like that to me felt like I was like flinching for that because you're waiting for that. Impact. horror movie shot where it cuts yeah. back and then yeah, you yeah, see yeah. her you see the payoff or whatever and the fact that they withheld that payoff and just left in the sound of the footsteps i was like that was actually a pretty subdued creepy moment that would have there's no way they would have been able to pay off that scariness because like like you're saying like every single time you hold on it or you see it really good you're like i'm not scared of that anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. we just saw it with la llorona you know like yeah yeah every time the werewolf why was the werewolf in this movie i have no idea <laughs> well they said ready that for they... the cuckoo werewolf movie man yeah. gen 2 oh, of these things don't worry about it Dude, it is so know. out of place compared to yeah. any of the, the 100 percent. every it's, other demon you see that they like have some kind of realistic thing too that there's not werewolf it's, yeah it's also all cg though. the other like, ones they have are so they're i think they're the fairy man's cool man fairy man is so dope when she is walking in the into the closet that is just a closet but it is now like a hallway and yeah. it's dark and you just and see you the s- coins that is legitimately lot, terrifying yeah. there's one of the guys that looked exactly like greg with his mustache right now and i was like is was greg in this movie is that why oh, we're watching greg. this didn't tell you because guys you know coming up <laughs> tim's just trolling me the entire time and everyone's yeah the, when, when she's going down that uh hallway to get to herself or whatever the one who looks exactly like her at the end mm-hmm. with the coins on and get and take mm-hmm. the uh whatever she's grabbing from i forget and like you see the ferryman very loosely behind her like crawling oh, on the wall yeah. too like, Fuck, yeah this is dope. It remind me a lot of gerald's game anybody ever watched that Netflix? i do i remember that yeah. remember that the guy there who yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. With Carlo Gugino. Exactly. Yeah. Recommend to go watch it. Um, I do. I, and again, another just a shout out to them kind of like having fun with the scares. We have Judy sitting there staring at this dark closet. And then all of a sudden, Annabelle's body, the doll's body just slams in front of her. She's like, take the doll. Get out of here. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. A little bit more actiony and kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then I, I mean, I like the, the three of them coming together at the end, too, to try to close the case. And Judy kind of warding them off with, with her newfound, well, not really newfound power, the power she's had the whole time. But for a power that she's not scared to use anymore. I just was like, man, poor Bob. He thought he was going to be a lead in this movie. And he just got, he held up in a chicken, chicken coop. coop. Yeah. <laughs> 20 yeah. minutes. But even the, the bride with 
the the dress and the way they built the dress up like the dress was scary when yeah. danielle's first in the room yeah you thought scary. that the, it's always in the shot like you're expecting mm-hmm. it to, to move or something and it doesn't and then mm-hmm. we get the backstory of the, the the dress and the evilness or whatever and then when danielle is in the dress later it's just like, damn, this movie's doing it. Like they're they're going for this shit. Well, also, and shout out to them because when when they cut back to it after the um the bride has attacked, the dress isn't in the room anymore, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's kind of a cool little oh, little yeah, bit. That's that I don't know if you guys picked up or not. It is interesting. They do re- this movie does a really good job of making sure to set stuff up because like we're talking about how kind of slow the first part of the movie is, and then it like all it does a really good job of making sure to identify everything that it's set up and then pay it off at the end. So like. Even when they're like, let's, oops, we accidentally turned on this film reel of Ed do, performing an exorcism. That's important like. later. Yeah. Like what you're saying about the Feely Mealy game, like all of the things that there are mentioned. Some of them are a little overt. When they go, it's the fairy man. It looks just like you. Like you're like, okay, so then the fairy man's going to show up and then he does. And he's only interested in her. So like some of it is overt, but other stuff is like really good about setting stuff up. And then the second half or where the last third of the movie is just paying off all of those things so that i mean for me i was like okay well if you're gonna pace it that way i appreciate at least making it feel worth my time yeah it's definitely and, earned moments and mm-hmm. with that i love it because they it's all earned but they also do the horror thing of setting things up and not making every single thing end in the jump scare the monkey is set up to be like horrifying at some point and it monkeys are just creepy it, it never really is it's it's mm-hmm. just kind of an accomplice to the tv you know, like the scariest <laughs> thing the monkey does is fall off the, the shelf. Yeah. But like we get like four shots throughout the movie of like building up the monkey, like doing weird things. Have we seen this monkey before, by the way? I don't, think, I don't know. <laughs> no. I can't remember. I know. I know we've seen the little the mirror thing before, which I thought mm-hmm. was cool. I had that. They have that shot of the mirror with Annabelle reflecting in it. Um, but I was going to say, just going back to James and bringing up that that stuff with the uh, the exorcism reel. I thought that was really fun. I thought that was really well used where it wasn't like the end all be all power but it was a weapon. Mm-hmm. She, you know, when she turns it on, it burns the spirit out of Daniela. And I was like, oh, that was that was cool. I mean, it's not a exactly. Way around it, right? it, it was cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was a cool way to said, get her all these obstacles out of her way. Once you think about some of this stuff in the grander Conjuring universe, there's no reason that Ed and Lorraine can't just make a couple tapes, yep. send it all yep. around the yep. world. You get in trouble, flash them one of these, and then it's yep. going to solve the problem. That's expensive, though. Back then, <laughs> that 60 millimeter film was not cheap. My the friend. shipping? No, you downgrade to eight, super that's eight fair. or something <laughs> like that. I'll tell you though, I, the thing, and you mentioned Tim that this that the guy that wrote this was one of the writers on it. Um, one of the things I loved about that movie, obviously, was just the dynamic of the kids. Mm-hmm. And to me. This movie, I want to see them make another one of these where the the same group of people or maybe even more led by Judy are stuck in yet another situation where she has to then go forward and figure all this stuff out. Because I liked the mystery components of this, and I think they could have pushed that a little bit farther. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that's what they'll do in, in – what, what's the next one called? Annabelle 17? Annabelle mm-hmm. in 3D? The <laughs> next one yeah. Annabelle is Edge The Conjuring, <laughs> The Devil Made Me Do It. And that will make me do it. Is the, next, is, Oopsies. Is the next one. Oopsies. Uh, Did I do that? <laughs> the devil. Did I do that? Uh, Leo White returns. <laughs> Some facts I have for you guys. Uh, the samurai armor that features in the War and Occult Museum is based off Japanese mythology's demonic warrior, the Oni. Uh, it's also mm. a PlayStation 2 game. Uh, marking game. along with the ferryman. Bungie game. The yeah, exactly. The second cultural mythology entity appearing. The ferryman's based off the Greek mythological deity of the same name that ferries souls across the river Styx to the underworld, told with specific golden coins. 
Maybe so it's because mm-hmm. maybe it's because I grew up Catholic, but I just nothing's as scary as as Catholic mythology. Yeah, yeah. You for, have sure, for sure. The de- I don't know what it is. It's the same with me when like uh, again, maybe it's just my upbringing and, and my familiarity with it, and just the fact that it was beat into my head that if you did anything, you were going to fucking hell. But like when I went in, when we watched Indiana Jones, right? I love the first one. I love the third one just because I vibe so much more with that, like the Christianity and mm-hmm. like those Christian like symbols and the iconography and all that stuff. It's just. I don't know. Well, Something I, more so permanent about hell. This is a, a wide overgeneralization of many, many different cultures and religions out there. But Christianity so much focuses on like good and evil, mm-hmm. like good and evil, where I feel like some other religions and things like paranormal activity that come from other, mm-hmm. other places are like, it's all together. You know, like yeah. there's sure there's bad things, but there's good things. And the bad things have good like bad things also make trees. So like the samurai armor <laughs> is like, like he was a warrior and he needed the strength to defeat like a bat. Like it's like a good intentions. And then he becomes a, a cursed warrior. It's like, well, that's not, that's not probably not going to happen to me. Not so scary, scary about that yeah, kind of thing. So there's weird, weird things like that. Yeah. I just feel like once they introduced those elements though, it kind of, I, I, I understand why they did it and shout out to them. And I hope it works out because they're broadening sort of like the scope of what they can do with these. There's only so many movies you can have about demonic depression or, or excuse me, demonic, not so, what the hell is the word one? Possession. Possession. Thank you. I was going to say oppression, but no, that's not it. I mean, Before you have to like kind Isn't of. Is this a joke in the movie at the very beginning? <laughs> when <laughs> the kids try to make fun of Judy and they say the wrong word yeah. for Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's that how, is. That's how closely I watched it. It just got into Damn, my subconscious. You're so Anthony. Whatever. You're older, yeah. Anthony. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, Anthony's based on a real character. Is he? Mm-hmm. A real boy named Anthony? With Judy. Here we are. Wait, are we segueing? I'm no, there's no segue. Am I getting this, this out? Is, that, is that, this that I know I was using my segue voice, but no, no, no. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> Judy. Judy ended up like Anthony, Tony, or whatever. Based in this movie oh, is based Tony. on uh, Judy's real husband. Eventually, he didn't actually suit. bully her yeah. when she was little, and it wasn't that wasn't all true. But like, we probably did he have hair like that kid had. We probably have learned that but we railroad tim with the facts every single time we're the worst we that was my fault i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> more facts is, for you oh, wait hold on real quick can you give me is bob was he really the equipment manager for the local high school yeah. basketball team oh look, that was the thing it would it would surprise you no balls at all wow. bob's got no balls no balls bob yeah, had no one balls testicle bob. and lost it in a freak basketball i did like the stoner crazy. dude who showed up for no reason dude we have a segment on this show that uh, we don't always do and we haven't been doing for conjuring review but it's mvp where we shout out the mvp <laughs> of the franchise the dude he, of the, the entire conjuring universe it's that mm-hmm. dude yeah <laughs> oh my Seems god sure. it's like one of I the weirdest it. scenes in the thing where it's like hey i ate some of the pizza let me give you relationship advice bob i, yeah, love, I would yeah. love some ratio what why is this happening he's essentially uh Paulie Shore's character from the Goofy movie is like the Leaning Tower Jesus. <laughs> like he's like, I love that. That's the one thing that Tim knows that Paulie Shore said. Hell yeah, <laughs> it's so good. You know, what else, you know what else he said, uh, Nick? What's that? Biodome. Viva los biodomes. Did he actually say we that? In the the movie? That's <laughs> um, I see, I'll disagree with you there because I, I like that moment. I like any moment. Maybe it's because I don't specifically love horror movies. So anytime there's not horror happening in the movies, I'm just <laughs> Nick's favorite happy. part of the horror movie is <laughs> yeah. when they're making the cake. When they're just like, yeah, the credits. Like to me, I'm much more interested in like Judy being an unfortunately like misunderstood kid who's picked on, and I'm like trying to see her redemption arc or how people understand her a little bit more is always a little more fascinating to me. I mean, Nick, I'm with you to that point of like. 
and I know that I'm I'm high on this movie, but it's like I love that I was rooting for Bob and Bob Mary Jean or whatever the hell her name was Mary to Jean. like to get with it. You know, it's just like I wanted I wanted it to happen. She wanted it to happen. He wanted it to happen. Everyone yeah. wanted it to happen. You know, mm-hmm. and shout out to Daniela being a, a wing woman, a little aggressive in the a beginning. Aggressive, yeah, but, yeah. But 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 like it paid she off. Got the job done. You know, done. she got the she job got done. The job done. It, they, she knew that both were interested, so we're making this happen. And I want to put on record, I, MVP. I already shouted out, but I want to, to create some new segment. I'm just going to say my favorite missed opportunity of all time was in this movie of the missed kiss, the the, the uh... him going for the kiss and like her not being there for it. My favorite on-screen missed kiss of all time. Wow. Wow. There's always the weird fake outs, the will they, won't they, whatever. That's not what this was. He went for it, and she just didn't know. She would have done it. She just didn't know. Wow, that's hard. I believe in their chemistry, man. What about in Spider-Man, when Spider-Man's hanging upside down, and and Mary Jane goes to kiss him, but accidentally gets his whole nose and puts his entire nose in her mouth? I thought that that was... What about that one? What about that that one, Tim? That one won an MTV Movie Award, so Mm -hmm. I will not take any slander. From that, that one best kiss, James. Yeah. Never forget. Okay. It also inspired a spin the bottle double, uh, double. I forgot the fuck what the, we called it, but it was a truth or dare situation. It was spin the bottle and truth or dare. Do you guys please know tell what I'm me about? You, please tell me you held Alfredo this upside is, down and he made out with somebody. You guys no, know, but I did overkill. get to make out with Jennifer Huey upside down, and it was awesome. It was wow. awesome. The Houston. Yeah. The Houston man. The Houston. <laughs> it was great. The it was Houston. great. Is it the kind of thing where you were like, you spin the bottle, but then it could be truth or dare? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think exactly. you guys just didn't understand the whole purpose of both yeah, those games. Totally. They both <laughs> have the same end game, which is you to make out in a closet. But that was a, that was, it was a bunch of horny little 13-year-olds. Yeah, and we're right. not even 13. We we're like 12. And we're all hanging out. And there was no parents. And it was just like, okay, we, want, we know we're all going to kiss each other. But how can we do it in different ways? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, how do we how can we gamify? Gamify yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I yeah. got my first kiss ever from Spin the Bottle. Wow. That's how it goes. What was the bottle's name? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I think it was called Heinz. It was a Heinz bottle. <laughs> oh, my God. MVP. Hellman's. Oh. <laughs> Greg, MVP, Conjuring Thank you. Review. Thank you. <laughs> I want you guys to know that before you guys got here, Greg did... He did the thing with this mustache that he's really growing into. And I don't, maybe you guys were here for this, but I think we weren't live, so the audience didn't see it. Greg's had one of those long days where he's been on 15 pieces of content, and I respect mm-hmm. him for that. But he did this thing today where we, when, when we got on, he was doing answering some emails, and he just went, like the mm-hmm. old like the 1980s yeah, yeah. dad, like sigh so hard, the upper lip moves, and the mustache just kind of blows in the wind. It's yeah. a mood, you know? It's, it's a, a mood. disappointed it, it's a mood. Yeah. Jen's going to see it blow in slow-mo. <laughs> Jen loves him. Jen is so good on this mustache right now that it's scary. It's it is, scaring it's, me. It, honestly, it's it's terrifying for me. Even you know what I mean. Like I don't like being a piece of meat, but here we she's been so aggressive much. on social media about exactly. it. I, I know she that has. move. Speaking of Jen, Jen <laughs> uh, the werewolf is noted as a hellhound by Ed and Lorraine, and like the French legend of La Petite de Gavedon. Yeah, oh, the monstrous werewolf appearing out of encroaching night fog. I don't that think is he nailed it there. I'm going to be honest. With many local livestock. <laughs> you you're going to tell me he didn't get it all of that? Perfect. I think it sounds perfect. If I go back in the French countryside. Yeah, oh, that's man. it. See, I'm Perry. doing my best. We're nailing Perry. it. 
But yeah, I wish the werewolf was wasn't in this movie because I, I. It just didn't look good. It's, it's one of those things terrible, where like, yeah. and and the thing is this: like, I'm used to a hellhound being like, I, I don't remember the hellhound being specifically a werewolf. I'm just kind of kind of anecdotally familiar with that from like the Sherlock Holmes stories. But I just remember them being very like like hell demons or demon hounds. So the fact that it looked like the Goosebumps werewolf was just like. A little disappointing to me. I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah. We couldn't have found a different – like maybe watch American Werewolf in London to get a little bit more inspiration on how this thing could be a little scarier and not mm-hmm. so freaking cartoony. But I guess yeah. when it comes out of the mist, it's going to be a little silly to begin with. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. Okay, no. okay. No. <laughs> I'm trying to sleuth over here. Find <laughs> the woman, Tim, upside down. Kids <laughs> eight year old or whatever. Yeah, everyone out there, please do not do that. But also, it's like, you know, it's fine. This is why we don't say last names, Tim. This is why we no, don't say last names. No, she's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's a whole story there. But what is, I feel like we're haunted. This this is the last one that we're recording, and mm-hmm. there's been so much, so noise. much noise. Someone slammed a door. Benson's stomping around. Now a car alarm just is going off outside. They don't want it to end, James. They don't they want it to end. I don't. You know who else doesn't want it to end? Andy Cortez. <gasps> Can we please pull up Andy's video? Hey, interview crew. It's me, Andy, from Kind of Funny. Hope y'all are doing well. Sorry I couldn't be there this week. I was eating I was eating dinner at the time, so unfortunately I couldn't make it. But, uh, I mean, we're here at the end. This is crazy, right? This is, you know, the very end of a long journey. And it's been it's been a pretty wild ride. And I, I'm, I'm glad I could spend it with you all. Um, so Annabelle comes home, right? I mean, this, what a great movie. What a great way to sort of... To end the franchise, you know, the the Avengers Endgame of the Conjuring universe, if you will. Um, you know, when I think about Annabelle Comes Home, I think about, you know, Mary Ellen and Bob Palmieri. Um, when they arrive outside and serenades her, but later attacked by the Black Shuck and hides in the Warren's backyard. I think, um, I think... Uh, I can't do this anymore, guys. I I have a con- I have a confession to make. I haven't watched. I didn't watch any of the movies. I'm. S- I can't believe this. I, I honestly, I'm just really sorry that you've been tricked for this long, and you fell for all of this. And I, you know, I blame myself. If you feel betrayed by me at all, please know that I'm very sorry, and I. I hope we can all still be friends, okay? But, oh, okay. I thought okay. for sure it was going to be a picture of him and it was going to be birth year to 2020. Can, yeah. can, can we title this episode Andy Apologizes? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do another podcast episode for that. Yes. Oh, man, Andy. We, we love you and maybe you'll be able to join us for another franchise. Are we allowing him back? I mean, he just, you know, I don't know. He didn't, he said he didn't watch any of them, but he got but he that nailed one right. Time, yeah, he, he you know? knew like the one with the wave, the tidal wave and the I feel stupid. I don't even know Bob's last name, and he knew it was Palmieri, apparently. It's because he has the wiki. Yeah, I, I was reading along exactly. As then I think it's oh, Palmer. So... Yeah, it's Paul. He's, no, it is Palmer. so shifty. Right. He is balls. so shifty. Uh, uh-huh. Let's do a little Elise. Are you ready to hit it? Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within the podcast where we rank the villains. 
of the Conjuring Cinematic Universe, or the Cuckoo, as we call it. Uh, before we get into the official main event ranking them, let's do, of course, Best Scare. This is unranked, and we want to figure out what the best scare of this movie was. So far, our best scores, our scares look like this. The fucking clap from The Conjuring. Uh, the girl to crazy woman in the doorway in Annabelle. Uh, the nun to hallway to the painting in Conjuring 2. The sheet ghost in bunk beds in Annabelle creation. Uh, the hands in the casket and the silver spoon in The Nun. And then, of course, the car in La Llorona. Uh, what are we thinking is the best scare of mm. Annabelle Comes Home? Uh, One that sticks also, out is the dad for me. Yeah. That is what I was thinking. Where they're playing the twinkle twinkle little star, and then he's like, I got blood on my face. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. Because you you knew Mm -hmm. something was going to happen. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. And then he shows up peacefully, and then he gets crazy. I will say the other thing that I found inventive, there's two things that I, shots that I remember. One, everything with uh, Daniela and the TV I thought was really mm-hmm. inventive. Yes. I was like, this is a cool way to kind of do the, I'm looking over my shoulder multiple times. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then just a shout out to this one scene where um, the other babysitter is getting kind of haunted by the fairy man and she looks over and she just sees two dots. And then as she gets closer, the dots mm-hmm. that you think are going to be the guy's eyes are just coins that just fall down. I'm like, oh, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I think I like the ferryman. The ferryman for me is, I think he's probably the best scare. He was just creepy, and like you know what I mean. When he pulls her in, you have to have the flashlight to stop him. And even when she's going down the hallway and he's doing the like, eh, behind her, like I like the ferryman a lot. I love. I think this movie again, like for the fifth time, has the most good scares that we've had so far. Because I think the Lorraine scare in the beginning is really good, like the Warren scare of the buildup of the map all the way to. Him almost getting hit by the car. Multiple shit there that, that was like jump scare scary. But like the real earned scares, uh, I agree with what you guys are talking about. Like I think the hallway scene with the ferryman is the most deserving for this movie because it is the longest with the most like buildup of like, oh, fuck, we know a scare mm-hmm. is coming. And then the scare actually delivers. And there's multiple scares. It's the guy behind, which is scary. The coins dropping, which is scary. Like, And then her confronting the herself. And like the way it like waits before it like does the scream, the scream itself, not the scariest thing. Sure. But I think that overall, that was like a very well done horror scene. And uh, I think the TV scene was was just excellent. Like yeah. not necessarily the scariest thing ever, but like it is something I haven't ever seen in horror before of seeing your future and it's still being scary when things yeah. happen a little bit differently. So it's like I want to give a major shout out to that. I don't know if I can. I just want to put this as it's the scariest movie. But I still think, but I still think, the clap is number one. Okay. Well, we don't rank them, but it's I unranked, yeah. so. yeah, yeah. I do. I do like, by the way, that when when the she was trapped in the room, my first thought was, dude, after like fucking five minutes of this, I would be curled up in the corner crying to myself. And sure enough, like five minutes later, there's just a shot of her curled up in the corner crying to herself, like which I can't makes that room scarier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes it way scarier because I think the the last movie, everyone just sort of reacted to stuff, but they were like, eh, it's gonna be okay. Like if, it's like 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 a, like a goldfish, it's done. I don't remember any of it. I'm totally fine. There's my toy. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I'm like, this would be traumatizing. This would this would have an added effect over and over and over again as you got more scared that eventually you wouldn't be able to deal with it. And I like that finally we got that shot in this movie. I want to pose a question for everyone here and not take up too much time. Is the TV a haunted artifact? Yeah. It is. For There was a haunted... Because we've talked about this before, how every single time they go, they solve a case, they never get paid, 
and they just take their compensation in the form of haunted <laughs> artifacts, <laughs> right? Payment. So do it's you like... think that they just walked in, saw the place, Ed saw that TV and said, that's uh, not that TV. TV. He's like, we should take that with us. And then he just picked it up and just walked out of the <laughs> place with the TV. Football and, on yeah, Sundays set it down. He just hangs room. out yeah. there. It's His funny. man that's, cave. It's a great Maybe. concept. Maybe. Maybe. Scarier. Maybe. All right, so now it's time for the main event, the best baddie in the coup coup right now the rankings look like this number one is valak in conjuring two number two is annabelle demon and annabelle creation number three is bathsheba in the conjuring number four is annabelle's demon and annabelle number five is the nun and the nun and number six is la Yorona. where are we putting annabelle in her third at bat here <laughs> well is it annabelle or is it like the ferryman the feely mealy board game samurai armor that's if i can get in here for a second it really confuses everything great annabelle uh, judy says annabelle's the one making all this happen when they put yeah. annabelle away and close it up everything stops so everything is annabelle's demon right the way i understood the warren's blessed room is of course all these objects were cursed but we beat the demon or whatever it is that was attached to them. And now they are all in here just to be kept safe. Yada, 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 yada. So is it the ferryman? Is it the dress? Is it the thing? Or is it Annabelle just reaching out and being like, I am a bad demon and I know all this shit and I'm going to use it the way it was used before. Pray yeah. off what they know about things. That right? That's what's happening. Yeah, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that alone these are the most strings Annabelle's ever pulled. This is the most theatrical she's really ever been. I think she's got to go number one because she's yeah. doing. She's out there spinning plates left and right. She's she all working. over the place. So mm -hmm. I just feel like, though, this movie was just not nearly as terrifying as Annabelle creation. Yeah. I just feel like that movie what? took it to a fucking another level with the scares. And, like, I just think it was a better directed film and Annabelle was creepier in that. In this one, it just felt like it was almost like Loki, like kind of playing pranks on people and having a good time. But eventually, you know, it just didn't feel like the stakes were as high um, as they were in in that second movie because I don't, I don't I didn't really feel like anyone was really at, I thought it was just like messing with people. You know, like what was the end result? Like they kept saying it wants your soul, it wants your soul, but we never get to that. Then we don't have that same payoff like we have, and I say payoff loosely because the first Annabelle we see Alfred Woodard have to like jump off the the thing, and they're like, "Well, I guess she's dead." But in this one, it's like I don't know. It just feels like this thing kind of is, is, <laughs> yeah. In this one, it's just kind of like uh, I don't know. It, it just didn't, it just didn't feel as scary as that second one. So I, I could I can't put Annabelle above that movie in any good conscience. Yeah, it didn't have, I mean, t I think it's part of it is that scares are subjective. So things are scarier just to people that are not as scary to other people. And so there's stuff like the old man in the chair for the from The Conjuring mm -hmm. 2 that's just so, so creepy to me. But, you know, samurai armor or the, the dad, the blood is, you know, to me that feels more like a jump scare. It's not really giving me this feeling. But of, I, And I guess that's the thing is I think we're coming at this from different angles, which, of course, I love because that's the, you showed me any angle you want it to be. But it's best beastie. So it's not yeah. who are the best scares. I'm Scary, giving Annabelle yeah. credit for fucking pulling all this shit off, having werewolves mm. made out of yeah. smoke and all sorts of crap. I'm not saying for me, it's background priest. <laughs> I, you know, I wish we had gotten to see him do something cool <laughs> or not. I, but I, I'm with you in the sense that, like, this movie has a couple, like, failed elements of, of the beasties where we have the samurai, which I don't even want to say is failed. It just kind of, like, didn't really do much. It did yeah. fine, I guess. Uh, but the werewolf sucked. But everything, all the other ones were pretty good. So we're good. going by Annabelle like, 
Annabelle being the puppet master. Yeah, but well, like, there's but, the demon, but right? But yeah. all the beasties up. of the movie, I think the nun has equally, or not the nun, uh, uh, Conjuring 2 has like equally like whatever elements to it with uh, the rickety man or the, the, the uh, crooked, crooked man. man. It's yeah. like it, that stuff doesn't pay off either. It's like there's always, none of these movies are just flawless with their cast of villains. Mm-hmm. And I think this I, one has more good ones than that. Going that. with what Greg says, I feel like I still think that Valak stands as being a terrifying, a terrifying, terrifying. A terrifying yeah. look, great scares, and is the overall threatening presence for arguably the whole franchise in a lot of ways. Yeah, and there's just something about Lorraine Warren's relationship with Valak mm-hmm. that also empowers Valak to feel scarier sure. to mm-hmm. me. But yeah, Annabelle was. You're, you're, no, you're making a great point that I think Valak is the overall package, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Valak and Conjuring yeah. 2 overall package. Annabelle, Annabelle's doing work in this. Exactly. Doing work. We're doing work and we applaud you for that. But and overall, even, you know, Valak's chasing her down. Even Annabelle creation, scarier movie, but Annabelle what? Gets summons a scarecrow? That's it, and gets gets uh, old Mitch McConnell hands for a little bit yeah. and pushes yeah. someone into a barn? Like. Yeah. That like other than like so in terms of the work, the effortfulness, that was a, a young, um, impressionable Annabelle that hadn't really mm-hmm. honed their craft. This is right. Annabelle working overtime. So I would I would feel comfortable for me, I would put I would put Annabelle at number two under Valak from this movie. That's fair. I'll take that. I'll do that. That's a happy compromise. Okay. I, I also we... think when the demon shows up, the demon you see more of the demon than you do in other movies, but I think they did some stuff to make it real scary. There's a couple points where it like looks and moves in very unnatural ways. And I was like, okay, cause if we're lingering on this demon, I want, I want it to be scary. And it actually did do a pretty good job moving quick and like showing up at inopportune times and just being generally scary looking. That's how I feel. It's fair. There you okay. go. Number two, then. So uh, Valak stays from Conjuring 2 at number one. Annabelle and Annabelle cre- comes home, uh, gets to number two. Uh, we do not have any haiku and reviews <gasps> what? for Annabelle. Come now home. Stop. That's a shame. Hammer time. So unless, unless and I think at least you might need to still hit it. Yeah, I need to hear it once. I look forward to this all week. Seven syllables <laughs> in the middle. Five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, don't need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Everybody now stop. There you go. Leave a comment below so, with your haiku. So, and your hold on. I was you, gotta cla- to... you gotta clap it out first. I think. No, you were doing said, such a so good job. We just let it go. That, that feely mealy, much scarier than black shuck. But no fairy man. <laughs> there, we so you're not, you're not there we go. There we go. Slow throat in to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Damn you can. Now it is time to rank the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. Uh, currently, number one, The Conjuring. Number two, Annabelle Creation. Number three, The Conjuring 2. Number four, The Nun. Number five, The Curse of La Llorona. And number six, Annabelle 1. I definitely think this is better than can Annabelle you, 1 and the Curse of Yala, La Can Yola. you share this doc with me so I can see him? I can't Yeah, it's hard to remember. <laughs> who well, yeah, we talked, so last time we established the tiers, we talked about how there's clearly two tiers in the back of the franchise. Yeah. There's some that people put mm-hmm. that extra work into, and there's other ones that feel like kind of like cash grabs. Yeah. If I recall, the nun, Annabelle, and La Llorona were the were lower the tier, tier, and everything yeah. else was higher tier. 
Mm -hmm. For me, I would put this in the higher tier, but I don't know that bottom I bottom of the higher it, tier. I don't know that I would put it above uh, Conjuring Two or Annabelle Creation overall as a film. Though yeah. I think it deserves, I think it deserves credit of being definitely a higher tiered Conjuring movie. That's how. That's my thoughts. I'm in but agreement. I'm willing with... to listen to arguments, concerns. No, see, I'm in agreement with James. I enjoyed this m more than The Nun, but not as much as The Conjuring Two. So I think I would put this right smack dab in the middle of this list, which is right above The Nun, below Conjuring Two. Can you put it's, it in Slack? I have no idea how to get the chat back in Discord. It's just, it's just tough because I do think that some of these movies are just made better. Oh, sure. And, and that shines through. One. Like Annabelle Creation, I think, if it wasn't made as well, we wouldn't. I, I don't think we'd be having this discussion about its quality. Like, because it's good. It's good. But it's made so well. And, and you're, you're still right, man. I, like, Annabelle Creation and The Conjuring 1, I think, mm -hmm. in particular, are made better than this mm -hmm. movie is. I just think this yeah. movie does a lot of the, the rest of the things better so i put it at number one which obviously is not going to be which is fine i just think that you're you're right that animal creation was a better made mm -hmm. movie yeah but this just like for all the aspects that i'm looking for watching a conjuring movie like characters i care about scares that i care about like building into the lore that we've seen before like following rules within its own movie and standing alone as just if it was its own thing i i would put that as number one because of those things hmm. See, I think this movie has a lot of really, really good components to it. I think the acting, I think the casting was good. I think the acting's good. They have a great chemistry together. And I think it's actually shot fairly well. Like, I think the image quality itself looks pretty beautiful. And you're in it. I just think that it just never, I, th I think the movie was just at odds with itself. It's two, it's, it's two different movies trying to fight each other. One is like a, a young adult coming of age story that should be spooky and kind of scary. And another one's like a hardcore horror movie. And it just, it doesn't work that well for me. That's why I think it has to go middle of the road. Because The Conjuring 2 is fucking scary. That is a scary movie. There was like, and, and Annabelle Creation to me. I, Name one scary Conjuring with, 2, Nick. What's that? Name a scary Conjuring 2. Um, the freaking fire, the little fire truck thing coming out. Name it was just creepy as shit. Um, <laughs> the, the, all the stuff with the water downstairs, like all that stuff was super scary where he has to go into the water and you're like, oh my God, this thing's going to kill him. Like, he finds just, teeth to, me, the, to me, the ambience is just like you're tense throughout the entire movie. Whereas in this one, there wasn't an underlying tension. You were just like, you're watching these people do these things. Oh, that's a scary thing that happened. And then we're, oh, this is a fantastical thing. And oh, he's getting, I guess, chased by a smoke monster outside. Um, and again, I'm not saying there weren't scares in this movie. I just think start to finish The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation and The Conjuring had that tone that I think elevated those into like the upper echelon of, of fucking horror movies. Like those are horror movies to me. To me, this one is not – it didn't quite get there, and it's just a tonal shift. I enjoyed watching it, though, I'm, and I wish there was more of it, but I just don't think it's as scary as – like when I think of Conjuring movies, I think this is going to terrify me, and it's going to keep me up at night. And in this one, I'm like, eh, this is nice. It's a good little story about some people coming together and trying to figure out how to deal with a bully. Oh, yeah, also there's some demons. So now it's time to rank the Conjuring universe, cinematic universe. Who thinks it's better than Annabelle? Raise your hand. We all raise our hand. Who thinks it's better than The Curse of La Llorona? Raise your hand. Who thinks it's better than The Nun? Raise your hand. We all raise our hand so far. Who thinks it's better than Conjuring 2? Raise your hand. And there you have it. Second. Just me and Greg wow. raise our hands, which means two people with taste, me and Tim. Wait, I, I want to know. This show I want to know how far you would have gone. Yeah, I want to hear how far I would have gone for Greg. 
I would have put it in right Tim. below the conjuring. I would have put it uh, below the conjuring well, above the Annabelle creation. And number two. Okay. Wow. Like what I'm wow. Two. I again oh. I think that I totally get that and I I totally understand that. That's I your opinion, it. man. I respect it. I I, I get it because I really think I think at this point it's it's not math, right? This is a total just like what you want to get out of it aspect yeah. of it. And that's the only difference in terms of what I think the quality, quote unquote, is between this kind of upper echelon of these movies. So So the rankings now are number one, The Conjuring, number two, Annabelle Creation, number three, The Conjuring 2, number four, Annabelle Comes Home, number five, The Nun, number six, The Curse of La Llorona, and number seven, Annabelle. There you have it, everybody. We will return today for The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, But next week, everyone, we're going to continue Batman in review with Lego Batman, the movie, and then finally i know we've all been itching for it greg i know you more than anyone are excited for this we are returning for the final time to the x-men cinematic universe the new mutants baby it's greg i got you wolverine costume and i'm also going to be wolverine beautiful let's all get wolverine costumes have you done x-men three last stand (laughs) yeah dang it no. I love yeah. that movie, unapologetically. Oh, oh Delise, I love you. Uh, where do. do people find you guys? Uh, you can find us both on Twitter at James Willems. Elise Willems. You, and you can find us making stuff for ourselves at youtube.com slash James Willems stuff. But if you want to see us basically every single day, um, you can go to youtube.com slash funhouse. Thank you guys so much for having yeah. us do this. It's a real pleasure and, and Thank fun you for doing time. It. No, we love yeah. having you guys. We enjoy it so much. Yeah, this is a lot of Thank you, guys. You're welcome literally anytime. We will be doing franchises till the end of time. So yeah. if anything <laughs> you want to do, just let us know. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's in review. No, I'll, do I'll do that with you all day long. <laughs> Two weeks straight. Next time. Greg. The devil made me do it. <laughs> <laughs>